Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks. Isn't it bloody amazing that it's back? Yes, it's back. It's an episode of Talking Bollocks and I'm back. Welcome one, welcome all to the house that is bollocks of talking. That's right. It is the Talking Bollocks podcast with your host, Howard H. Smith, also host of The Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast. Law, more on that later. Also, I sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I also host the Reducer podcast, the football podcast, Wimmy Mates, where we moan about football. Feel free to tune into that one as well. It's called The Reducer. Might even put a link in there if you're lucky. Um, I'm also a stand-up comedian. I do all sorts of little bits and pieces. But hey, here it is all about bollocks and the talking of. So, here we go. The news since last we spoke. There has been some interesting news. I'm going to rattle through this because it's quite a long one with me old mate Knox this week, um, which I'm sure you're going to enjoy. But anyway, here we go. Your first story is... is... The announcement that Anthrax are officially returning to the recording studio to start the follow-up on um, (laughs) on the on the the last album for All Kings, which I loved. I even have it on vinyl. Um, They're back in there with Jay Rushton. (coughs) Excuse me, and um, yeah. It's looking like we are... Well, let's face it, it's going to be over a year before we see that coming out, but Anthrax are firing again. They are recording again. Now, something new that's coming your way. Keep an eye out for Talking Slayer, a weekly podcast starting on May the 2nd, when I'm actually recording this, but it's it's not out yet, because uh, obviously I'm in a different part of the world, but... Yes, to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the death of Jeff Allerman, Slayer's co-lead guitarist, songwriter, and most uh, acclaimed lyricist. Um, episode one describes how Hanneman influenced the band's career, art, and overall trajectory. And who is hosting Talking Slayer? Who do you fucking think? It's our mate, DX Ferris. That's right. Friend of the show. Friend of movie bollocks. Just friend in general. The wonderful, gravelly-toned, DX Ferris. So there's another podcast for your list. Hey, now now just think of all the podcasts you listen to. Do any of the do any of them recommend other podcasts? Actually, they probably do, don't they? I'm 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 trying to get like some sort of oh I'm so cool I'm helping you out. Not really. And you probably found it out. You're probably listening to it. You've got it lined up to listen to after this. Well, you know if you have, good on you and good on DX Ferris. I think I should get him on and ask him about all that and how it happened. And you know what? I know you like it when I go off on a rant and I start moaning, but more good news. Surviving Soundgarden members and Chris Cornell's widow reach agreement regarding release of Singer's final final recordings. In a statement released by both parties... um, Right, I'm just going to get to the statement because that's the best bit of this whole thing, you know, because otherwise it's just padded out... Um, PR bollocks but basically um, earlier today the following statement was released Soundgarden and Vicky Nort Cornell on behalf of the state of Chris Cornell are happy to announce they have reached an amicable out of court resolution the reconciliation marks a new partnership between the two parties which will allow Soundgarden fans around the world to hear the final songs that the band and Chris were working on the two parties are united and coming together to propel, honour and build upon Soundgarden's incredible legacy as well as Chris's indelible mark on music history as one of the greatest songwriters and vocalists of all time. Isn't that 
just a heartwarming statement to hear. You know, bearing in mind, you still, members of KISS still bitching about, you know, leaving how many years ago. Members still in KISS moaning about people who haven't been in the band for 20 years. And yet these guys have managed to get together um, with Vicky Cornell, figure it out. I just think it's great. I really do. I really, because you, you hear so often that these things will run and run and run, you know, and, and, and the the divisions between the part, two parties gets even wider. Nobody ever hears the music. Everybody loses. In this case, everybody wins. And I think it's, it really is, it's, it's just great. It's, it's really cool. And Judas Priest head out, back out on tour in March 2024 with, in tow, Nice to see Judas Priest giving, a, you know, giving young bands a chance to make a name for themselves. In support, it will be Saxon and Uriah Heep. <laughs> it's not their job to give young bands a fucking hand up. They've done enough, OK? They're helping out their mates, and quite fucking rightly. That's, that's what I'd do, that's for sure. Um, next up, ex-Metallica bassist Jason Newstead, Resurrects Newstead Project, announces first concert in nearly 10 years. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to hear Jason being interviewed about that? You know, and loads of other stuff. By an interviewer that you know, and it be on a podcast that you could get hold of. Yep, that's right. A couple of days ago, I spent an hour on Zoom with Jason for the Motorcast, and that interview will be coming your way. So if you haven't listened to the Motorcast before, I suggest you fucking start, right? So get your ears around the next episode of the Motorcast when it comes out. Go and find it in your podcast players. Just put the Motorcast in. You'll bloody find it. It's the one with it's the one where there's a picture of Motorhead. You'll see Snaggletooth. It's very easy to find. Okay? Um, and it was it was kind of reading this that um, and, and friend of the show who's um, you know you will know Mark DeVito actually made this happen. I was chatting with Mark and after seeing this story, um, we were chatting on Instagram and um, and then it, you know it just came up and I said well you know maybe now would be a good time and it was a good time and it's in the can and you can go listen to that when it's released. Okay, so there you go. Woohoo! But anyway, the point being is that, um, yeah, it's on the 20th of May at the Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That is where um, Jason's going to be making his first appearance for 10 years. In the world of metal, there's all sorts of exciting stuff about it. And I don't want to give any of it away. I'm going to let Jason tell you on the next episode of the Motorcast. So there you go. Okay. Hmm, that's right. Biggest interview I've ever done. Pretty sure of that. Next up, well, it's the it's the statue of Brian Johnson unveiled in City where he played his first concert with AD, ACDC 43 years ago. It was unveiled today, in that was April the 16th, in Namur, Belgium, to commemorate the first concert he ever played with the band on the 29th of June 1980 at the city's Palais des Espissions. Um, now, firstly... Um, it's, I don't know, it just looks a bit weird. It looks like it's, I don't know, it's, it's grey and and I, I think it's painted slightly. The pictures aren't great and there's only one picture of it. So, you know, I'm not going to start. Well, actually, there's a little video, which I've clearly never got around to watching. Um, and a packed video. And what can I say to the people of Belgium? Well done. 
Well done. Something worth commemorating. Bit of a pointless news story, and I don't know why I included it, actually. So there you go. Google image pictures of the statue. Looks a bit weird to me, but there you go. It's, it's, it's not as bad as the one of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, put it that way. Next up, friend of the show, Kelly Schaefer, is on tour. And guess what? Cynic and Atheist announced spring-summer 2023 Focus and Presence uh, North American tour. It's times like this you wished you lived in North America. Cynic and uh, an atheist going at it together on the road. I just think that is absolutely fucking superb. Kelly, really pleased for you. Not that he's listening, but he says, this has been something that Paul and I have been talking about in some capacity since we were in our early 20s. It's surreal to share a 30-year milestone together and this tour will showcase for us a chance to play some of the songs, our first three records as a special trilogy anniversary set, including songs not performed live in decades. Two titans of technical progressive metal coming together for a, u- for a unicorn of a tour. One you'll not want to miss. Couldn't agree more if you have any chance whatsoever to get to that, then boy, you need to get to it, don't you? So, smashed through the news there. Nothing really exciting, to be honest. Not that much going on. I have been listening to the new Metallica album, and uh, it's growing on me. It's growing on me, like um, like a cyst. <laughs> it's uh, my appreciation seems to be swelling, like a like an unwanted mound of dead skin under the uh, under the skin. Um, but um, yeah, there are there there are definitely things to like about it. There are some highlights in there, and um, yeah, I, I can see why people are digging it. I'm still yet to be convinced by quite a few tracks. There's definitely some editing could have been done there. There's no way some of these songs songs should be as long as they are. Um, but anyway, I don't want to go into too in depth too much on that because that is something that I will probably be discussing with me old mate, old head on a future episode of Old Bollocks because I cannot see us getting through a whole episode where we don't talk about that. Um, really, really, really getting in to um, uh, the new Overkill album, which, yes, that's right, I still struggle with the bloody name, right? It is. <laughs> I know. I always want to say sorcerer. It's scorched, all right, and it's great. I'm loving it. Really, really, really loving it. Um, and um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be my favourite Overkill album for years. It really has. Really, really enjoyed it. Obviously, massive shout out to Haken. Loving that. Absolutely, just a work of art. Anywho. That's what I'm listening to at the moment. Also, Venomous Concept, um, really cool album. And that's, again, thanks to uh, to Old Head and Old Bollocks for that one. So, this episode is with me old mate, Knox Colby of Enforced. Last time um, we had a chat, it was at the um, Camden Underworld, just before their performance there. Um, so, it's been a while since we've had a chat. They've just put an album out. They've been touring like absolute bastards so we got together on zoom late one night and um just chewed the fat and here is that fat chewing in full dude how have you been i'm great yeah uh considering yeah like it's awesome like like we said right before you started recording you know busy busy fucking year man already but that's so cool busy being in a band if you're busy is cool not being busy is like the fucking worst 
death. It's death. Yes, it's death. Yeah, it <laughs> the is, death yeah. of a band is not being busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's been great. I mean, when's the last time we talked? Like did oh. one of these. I, it's been a couple. It's been about a year. It's been at least a year because I think the last time. Well, the last time we actually talked was in person when you played the underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've like mess. We've messaged a bit, but that's it. Yeah, we just hung out with the uh, Blood Incantation last night. Oh, really? Yes, oh, it was so such cool. a weird, how a weird twist of fate. Yeah, um, talking <laughs> to you, then we saw Blood Incantation. Like it, yeah, and then it's all last night. It's just like man, this is all lining up. That's like it's weird. weird. It's uncanny. It, it is uncanny. Yeah, it's unwelcome. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. No, I did the fates are conspiring. Um, yeah, because and how's um, uh, how's how's your voice holding up? Because I know, like you know, when I saw you last, you were you were having a little bit of trouble. Oh. I, inv- I I introduced you to Vocal Zone. Yes, I and I got a couple people hooked on it. It hasn't <laughs> since then. I don't know what was going on, but since then I haven't had one issue. Wow, I don't know That's if awesome. it was the cl- the climate or yeah. or what, but it really fuck me over for like just that one day and then <laughs> bizarre and then and then after that it was totally fine i mean i i took so much vocal zone that i burned my tongue like brilliant because of that that menthol and licorice yeah, just yeah. burned through my tongue and i had all these little like not not scars but like small cuts yeah. Off, down my tongue just because I was taking so much of it. Yeah, it, it, there's a reason why it says take it every like three to four hours, which you blatantly ignored. Oh, I'm not reading that. Um, yeah, I know. I uh, I can't read. You're assuming a lot when, dude, it's cheating uh, reading the instructions. Yeah, yeah, it's cheating. Have yeah. I taken too much? Am I dead? No, then I haven't taken yeah. too much. Well, then you're right. Um, my liver probably hates me, which I know it does, but um. Yeah, I, and so the rest of the time, I, like my voice is fine, cause, but I could barely eat anything <laughs> because, oh, yeah, because my tongue was. Fucked. Oh, I've I've, I've so, been there. In in retrospect, hilarious at the time, <laughs> really annoying, but yeah, ah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's all well, the thing. The, the thing is, as the well, past is like is fun. Yeah, yeah, it is a test. <laughs> but the thing is, as well, when you're on the road, all you need is. You need to be fed, watered, and you need rest. You know, you need half decent sleep, and yeah. and get the food. And if you can't mm-hmm. do one of those things, yeah, it's going to make you grumpy. I mean, I wasn't grumpy, but I was just like, "This is annoying." It's like, how? <laughs> okay, voice taken care of. Food can't. <laughs> like, yeah, because because you because you fix your voice, you can't eat now. And it's like, well, it's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the tour gods kicking your ass. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. It's fine. I'm happy happy to get my ass kicked by the tour gods. Yeah, it's nice. It means you're it means you're on tour. Yeah, it just means I'm living, baby. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How was it? How was it recording the um the album as well? Because I know we've we've spoken in the past about like you know how you worked in the studio and everything else. Um, yeah, way different. Like. I did think I I just think like I've been doing I don't mean to toot my own horn but I've been doing all the press junkets and stuff and interviews for the album and um everyone wants to know like what was the recording like and like I'm trying to think back to it and I was like it was so fast and no I don't think anyone really talked much 
about anything. Like, I think it was all just kind of like a very subconscious, like, we all know what we want to do. We all know what we have to do. So let's just get in, do it, and get the fuck out. Like, simple. (laughs) Simple, really. Uh, yeah none of this like, none of this going in with 30 songs you know yeah but it's a bad an- it's also a bad answer it's like a bad <laughs> to, <laughs> to a very yeah. baseline question it's a terrible answer i'm just like oh, we just went in and did the damn thing like uh, yeah that was that uh, was it <laughs> i i know what you mean your interview sat there going come on you got to give me more than this <laughs> no there's not there's nothing there's nothing there <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't have anything for you we went in we did it in like a week and we fucking left like don't think but but do you know what it's like it, it's 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 really rare that you get um that you get a second album that has all of the hallmarks of the first album but is like clearly just that notch up that like improvement everybody's that yeah everybody's oh, yeah. a bit more comfortable it's, in their it's shoes clearly yeah i think we're all just more comfortable in our own skin i think we're more comfortable as a band i think we're more comfortable as you know a unit a cohesive unit i think we're all better at our at our instruments i mean me too um yeah. and just we just the album from my perspective feels like oh okay they know exactly what they're doing there's no there's no there's yeah. no need to mask things there's no need to like hide behind soundscapes or it's not it's very sure of itself it's very confident yeah um yeah, and it doesn't pull any punches because it's trying to whoop your ass. Like, but whereas like yeah. Killgraders, you could tell it's like, in my perspective again, like, like I could tell it's like, yeah, you kind of you sound scared. Like you don't you don't want to like you don't want to go the extra mile like we did in War Remains to like really hit it home. Um, not saying that Killgraders bad. I mean, I fucking love the album. I have to play it, you know, all the time, but. It's it's a completely different feeling, and I'm yeah. far more far more excited about War Remains than I was with Kilgrave. Kilgrave was just a, a lot. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and this one I was just like, like nah, man, that's just who I am. Like, well, so it's, it's a I, hu- it's a huge difference in perspective. It's it's massive. It's absolutely massive, and I think that um, I, I I I completely understand where you're coming from, and also that that kind of like i don't remember because everybody was just so focused on well we're just going to go in and record the new album anybody need anyone need any special instructions here no good we're all going to go in smash it yeah right yeah and cool fuck it. let's do it yeah because yeah. in fact we've just gone like round the world twice that you know recording the album we can just nip into a studio and do this no problem this is just a day at the office yeah for us. that's how it felt because like we went into the studio maybe a day or two after finishing the tour with at the gates municipal ways so we were all already like super tour tight and i was all warmed up we're all warmed up ready to go and so we had all these uh click tracks and you know like tempo maps and all this shit and alex was just like i'm not doing that (laughs) that's so unnatural it's so unnatural and it's so awkward and it's so hard for me to try and listen to the clicks while i'm also you know, blasting away, like just get rid of it. And we're like, okay. And it was there was no argument to be had. It was just like, all right, yeah, just did it. And he fucking killed it. And it's way faster than it was originally supposed to be. So it's like, good. 
good. That sounds better. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, there's Brilliant. like there's hiccups and fuck ups, but like, yo, know, it's a thrash album. Like, it, it's not meant to be perfect. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't need to be like it. The 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 unpolishedness of it makes it perfect. The rough the roughness of it makes it perfect. Yeah, you don't and, have to. And, it doesn't have and, to be crispy. Do you know what? As well, that the worst decision you could have made would have been come off the road and said, "Right, let's all have a couple of weeks off and then go in the studio." Like exactly. Well, but we didn't even have that time, like because we had to go on tour with Undeath and Two Hundred Stab Wounds. Like we didn't have a month to just sit around and think about it. Nor right. would we have wanted to do that in the first place. So it's just like, all right, cool. Well, next tour is coming up. So like, hey, why don't we just record the album in between? All right, cool. And just did it and just left and, <laughs> and went on tour again. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. It's, it, it works. I think it, it it feels that way. It sounds live. I mean, it's, it sounds like how we sound. Oh, it um, does. It does very much so. And, and I tell you what, I'm really liking that title. Now, I don't know if it's just me, okay? And I don't know if I'm projecting here. But probably. to me, that t- – yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me – it's a statement and the statement is like yeah the the battle that that we started out on on Kilgrid is still going like our war remains we are still interesting like you know we're still we're still on the road we're still going and war is raging on his like the second installment huh never heard of that perspective I didn't think it's not, that was the intention, but yeah, yeah, you're projecting hard. Oh yeah, big time, man. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's totally. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's cool that like everything, everybody comes to, comes at it with their own different, you know. I, I hate to use the word baggage, but like with their own perspective yeah. and and unique perspectives that everyone has taken completely different things away from it in terms of yeah. like what it means or like how like what they're trying to say and all this stuff. I think it's awesome because there's so many different answers to that. Well, as and, a lyric writer yourself, you, you get it. I get yeah. it. You always get, you get people coming up to you telling you what, what, what the song you wrote is about. And you're like, uh, okay, that's fine. Nah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I just like never thought of that one. Like that's yeah. nuts. <laughs> but, uh, you're projecting pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not what I meant, but I, it's cool that that's what you heard. Like, yeah, or that's what you read. It's just different. I think it's cool with it. Like, if you or I can write something that's can be taken and and interpreted in you know a hundred different ways. Yeah, that means that like you're probably pretty good at what you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. And writing instead of writing just like straightforward and like very bland lyrics, like you have like enough thought and creativity to kind of. Uh, make people consider and wonder about things. Yeah, and also I think you know I don't know I don't know your approach to lyric writing, but for me, you know, sometimes it's just getting yeah, it's just getting shit out, isn't it? You know, it's just writing mm-hmm. stuff down. Sometimes it's better written down than being in your head, and it you know ends up looking like lyrics. That all yeah, that's a like usually for me it takes like I I mean from beginning to end it probably takes years, but like. I'll just have like little scraps of notes here or there and kind of like slowly compile them all over time 
over years and years and not really use much of it. And then when it comes to like, okay, the album is demoed with no vocals. Here's the tracks, write the lyrics. And I'm like, okay. And then I just have like crazy scattered notes all over the place, like all over the porch. Um, And I'm trying to like assemble thoughts and ideas that I've had for, you know, that could be like five years old. Um, and then just slowly try to make sense of what I was thinking <laughs> and, and try to meld that into like a cohe one cohesive thought or like one cohesive piece um, to try and articulate some vast point that, that can't be so <laughs> to summarize, you know, years of thoughts and research and lectures and stuff. And that to sort of do it in two minutes, and you're just like, well, fuck, like I got to be really smart with what words I pick. Yeah, absolutely. Probably won't know what most yeah. of them mean. Yeah, and then like, but then there's other there's other times like I was working on. I think it was either Starve or Empire, and I was just like, you know what? And I just scribbled down, like two two really short stanzas and i was like okay glad that's out of my head and kept going and then i got to the song ultra violence to write and i was like mm -hmm. that, that works perfectly <laughs> i don't know what it means i have no idea what it means but it fits that song perfectly great i got one done for free pretty much like i didn't have to think about it at all <laughs> i i am familiar with that feeling oh i'm glad i left that lying around okay i'm glad that fell out my yeah. head yeah exactly i just it was just like it felt like word bombing at the time but like uh it makes it it's like it, it's something intangible i can't like you can't touch it i don't really fully understand what it means but yeah. I read it and I'm like, yeah, I, I totally get it. But I also don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm the one who wrote it. So I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> I give up. I'll take it. You know, ultimately, you know, I you knew you knew what it meant when you wrote it. But then but it's like that's that's my feeling. It's like I knew what I meant <laughs> when I wrote it. But you go back to it and I think, okay, right. Well, now I'm interpreting my own, my own lyrics. Yeah, because I mean? yeah, it was like, I read a lot of, uh, have you ever read Carl Jung's uh, Red Book? No. Okay. Well, if you're, it's long. Oh, oh <laughs> it's joy. A, it's a doozy. Right. It's a doozy. But um, it goes through it tries to understand like dream psychology and like Oof, stuff. Right. And he basically goes down this wormhole of trying to understand or, or to, to make the intangible tangible. And I think he ended up almost losing his fucking mind about it. Well, so it's like, well, don't go down that path too far, <laughs> but cause I don't want to be schizophrenic, but uh, there's something about, ultra violence that is very like it just came to me and i just wrote it down really fast and i got it out of my head but then i look it back at it and it's like it's almost dreamlike it has all these paradoxes and 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 opposites like intertwined and connected through everything it's like almost like james joyce i'm like god, god like did i did i write something like incredible or am i just an idiot like that has a <laughs> that had a good that had a really good dream 
Like, dude, dude, you know it? the phrase, you know the phrase, even even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. Uh, well, I was I was right one time. That's a really yeah. broken clock. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, it moves whenever it wants to. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, yeah. It, 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 the whole process has been really fun, really challenging, I would say. But I get a lot of challenge out of, or I get a lot of fun out of being like challenged, especially when like I'm putting that challenge on myself. Yeah, um, absolutely. To, to do something. That that is my absolute like motto. You know, challenge accepted. Because it's mm-hmm. like, and, unless I'm being challenged, I feel like I'm like kicking my heels. What am I doing here? Yeah, it kind of gets boring. Like this year, just this year alone. Um, what is it? I got fired on Halloween of last year, right before we went on tour, and um. I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do?" Was that? Oh, that was, was the, like, hang on, that, was that the air conditioning place? I was just uh, the homeowners associations that I was working for That's that right. I have been yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just like, "Well, what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm about to go on this tour. Like, I don't have a job." And the whole up leading up to the tour, I was like, "I have to figure this out, or I have to figure it out while I'm on tour. I've got plenty of time." And then I thought, I was like, actually, you're going to ruin your time on tour if you're just constantly worried about, like, oh, fucking job, no. Like, just enjoy your enjoy the tour. Like, your life will benefit from having a good time on, yeah. on having a positive experience on the road with all your friends and on death and 200 stab wounds and making great friendships with Bobo Philic. Like, I would have lost that if I was just stuck in my head or stuck in the van worrying about or like trying to get a job. Right? So I was like, okay, just worry about it when you get home. So I got home and then it was like even worse. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Uh, Cause I realized like I'm unhirable. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll be, I'll be gone four months out of the year. I, I have X amount of experience, like a, over a decade of, experience so i need to be paid accordingly for like whatever job yeah um so you want to pay me like 30 an hour and i'm never going to be here yeah yeah yeah. that's not an attractive pitch the answer is no (laughs) yeah Yeah, the answer is no yeah no one wants to do that and to be honest to be honest we're both sat here going yeah i'm not i'm not hiring that guy yeah i wouldn't do it either i wouldn't do it either yeah uh but so I was like, you know what? Like challenge accepted. So I started my own company and hey. I do, I, I, I do what I did, you know, home repair, apartment repair, you know, building yeah. fences, building decks, whatever, uh, plumbing, electrical. Uh, and uh, I'm not dead. So it, 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 I'm not starving to death. Like I've got money rolling in. So. It seems to be working. It sometimes it takes um, your circumstances to force you into a position of doing something yeah, that you wouldn't have chosen to do, and go, "Oh Never. shit, this is where I was meant to be." Yeah, uh, our guitarist Will has been telling me to do this for years. Oh, and he's, I, oh, he's, I, and just... <laughs> he's loving this moment, isn't he? <laughs> no, oh, he loves it. He's just like because <laughs> yeah. I, I I named the business after like the pushing my first name and last name together. So it's called Keiko. Um, I'm actually wearing a Keiko shirt right now. 
Oh, <laughs> you've um, got to sell those in the merch store, man. <laughs> dude, people really want the fucking Keiko shirts, and I'm just like, I don't know why. Like, but uh, yeah, my if I if I make enough scratch, I'll I'll make a big, you know, big uh, merch, uh, and I'll sell it through through myself. But um, what is it? Yeah, so like that challenge super hard and it's still hard i mean owning your own business and trying to make your own way is really fucking hard and mm. way more expensive than i thought it would be so it's it's a struggle and then on top of that uh right when we got back from europe uh i met a lovely woman and now i'm we've been dating for it'll be a year in july i haven't really dated anybody since i was like 18 Right. So like coming at coming at it from a from a thirty two year old lens of like dating, you're just like, oh god, like I don't want to do this. But like she's she's maybe a year or two older than me and has the same experience, so she's just as freaked out about it as I am. So we have our own you know little insecurities and backs and forths and yeah, you know, trying to get trying to explain to her is like, okay, album cycle time is happening. Guess who you're not going to see for five months. <laughs> yeah this guy yeah um i'll be at my house but i'll be busy <laughs> and yeah. she fucking hates she hates that uh understandable this is like trying to balance you know love and life and work like yes it, it for uh, for when it comes album cycle time it's just like everything's weighted towards that period i, I have no yeah. time or patience for anything that's not that um yeah. and so this this being her first time around the sun with an album cycle <laughs> she she did it with grace she uh she did it beautifully there was like a hiccup here or there but once the album came out and uh, uh she took me out to dinner as like a yay it's over um i was just like thank you for not leaving <laughs> uh, and thank you Thank you for like totally understanding. She's like, well, I didn't really understand until like today. Like, so that's to be expected all the time. Or I was like, no, not all the time. Just like when an album is done and then like you can start the press cycles, do all the music videos, you know, interviews, interviews, interviews. Like I just, yeah, I just don't exist for like three, four months. Yeah. And she was like, okay, well that sucks. But I mean, I get it now. I understand. I was like, all right, cool. So as long as we're on the same page, great. Yeah. So if she can do that, if she can do that, and if I can do that, we can do anything. We can rule the world. Yeah, it's like it's you know. I, I was just thinking. It's almost like it's almost like um, it's almost like um. I'm. I was just when you were talking, I was thinking about the comparisons from a work point of view, and it's like, like for instance, when people are working all hours, God sends if they work in retail, and it's you know Christmas right. is coming. But that's predictable, and it's every year, and it's the same time of year. And then I started thinking, no, actually, it's more like farming, you know, where it's just like when the sun's out, you won't fucking see me. I'm busy. It, it, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it, it's like, oh, it's yeah, but, but like amount of time. six, six months of the year, you don't really do shit as a farmer. Like, yeah. Uh, you're oh, just oh, chilling. Well, uh, due respectable farmers. But then six. No, yeah, yes. Respectable. Farm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love I, I love all farmers. I'm just saying you plant the seeds. Then you just kind of got to wait. <laughs> yeah. So you're just yeah. chilling. You're just chilling for like four months. 
I probably got it way wrong. And, and, and you know, yeah, can hear the hear the angry farmer communities. <laughs> I can hear he's he's right there. He's looking at me. He's he's my neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, but it is it, you're you. just you're basically just it's yeah, like you said, you just disappear into a machine, and it's it's kind of weird as well. Ever visit the record company when you haven't got an album out? That's weird. People look at you like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, I mean, I've never, yeah, I've never been to the Century's headquarters, but right, I'm, I'm sure it's nice. I'm sure it's nice. But it's like, Um, like walking, yeah, walking into a record company when you, when you don't have an album out, when you're not on an album cycle or something like that, and it's just like, yeah, uh, yeah, why, why are you even talking to me? Exactly, but that's like that's their, that's their experience of the album cycle. As in, when you don't see every, you know, all your friends, your girlfriend, etc., what you do see is people from the label people from management people oh my from- god the, the the spreadsheet we got wise this time instead of doing the interviews like willy-nilly like we did for Kilgrid, we had a set spreadsheet nice and i was like you have to tell me when this is updated <laughs> because i'm not going to constantly look at it and so i got i'll get like email notifications but there's four people editing it at all times so everyone is just adding shit to it like all last month or all the wait it's may 1st right yeah yeah okay so all last month it was like i would get like 15 notifications a day of like oh so and so updated the the spreadsheet this guy updated the spreadsheet this guy updated the spreadsheet you're like god damn like stop updating the spreadsheet (laughs) no no i'm gonna bury them under all these fucking interviews but like i love i love doing them i can't like Ah, I I bitch about them so hard, but I do like it. But do you get get notification rage as well? Yeah, yeah. Like my phone is just like, I'm trying to like, trying to take a walk with my girlfriend like in the middle of the day and like on her lunch break. She lives in uh, this area of Richmond that has a lot of parks. So we'll just kind of like, kind of bounce through all the parks really fast. Um, And the whole time we're like talking and chit-chatting stuff and my my pocket is just like a microwave it's just vibrating and getting hot and i'm just like oh my God, <laughs> i can't enjoy i can't enjoy anything i can't enjoy anything and then it'll yeah. be like a random text at like min- at midnight and you're just like no hey this got canceled and this got rescheduled and you're just like okay just i'll take this spreadsheet man like i don't care i don't care it's swearing at the phone time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like you see the notification. Fuck you, fuck you, and your interview in three days. Well, I was about to say, yeah, I was about to say this is why I like talking to you because you just hit me up directly, and I don't have to deal like, and we can work with each other's schedules and kind of yeah. figure out a good time that works for both of us, and that's fine. Like, and this is also like a conversation more than it is like an interview. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 so, so it's always it's always nice. I would love every album cycle. The last interview I do would be Howard, and then I, I could just talk shit on everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and just cool. and just really get it out and re- just really let it, all that rage out. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you mean. I, I think I think I think after today because I've got nothing going on for the rest of the day today, but um, I think I have two more and i'm we're done this right. week and i'm done we're okay. done done i know but well, i know like, who one of those is 
I know who one of those people you're speaking to is. Yeah. Who? Um, I think it's Paul. Give me Paul. Tell me everything. Paul Hutchins. He's that rat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant! No, Um, no. yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like the the hard part now is it's like postpartum. Like the album's done, the album's out. It's technically no longer mine, and it's like mm, yeah. open to the public. Yeah. And now everyone's having making their own interpretations and opinions on it, yeah. and it's kind of not a lot left to do. So I've been like going, 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 and providing and talking for so long that like when like the the noise stops, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck am I gonna do now? Yeah. And the answer is yeah. fucking work. Yeah. I got shit to do. <laughs> I gotta make money. I gotta make money, man. Like, yeah, I've been doing all these interviews like in my car, like on at someone's house, like because they're <laughs> they're like right in the middle of the day, and uh, yeah, just like, well, if I don't have to do that, then I can actually get jobs and get shit done and get and hopefully make rent, you know? Yeah. Um, hey, well, it's good that it's gonna be, and it's gonna be a juggle like that for like a few years until you get like you know up probably for the rest of my life well well, you know i didn't want to say that but you've gone there yeah 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 i I, i'm seeing a pattern and uh (laughs) and (laughs) if i can get used to the pattern i think i'll be okay like if i can accept that as like my day-to-day you know level of um things to do you know all right that's fine like I'll get there where I'm comfortable to it. But as of right now, I'm like, I'm fried. I'm fried, dude. I'm so fried. It's, but it, I mean, it's it's a good challenge. If eight months of of Keiko means that you can then get four months of rocking on the road in each right. year, then that works. Yeah. yeah, and if I can do four months of rocking on the road. Uh, and I, I think hopefully, uh, rocking on the road pays more. I can actually yes. take a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, that, actually that. like, cause as of right now I'm working like almost every day and have been since January. So it's like, I, yeah. I think I've taken like maybe seven days off. Um, so that on top of like doing all the promotional interviews and me- making music videos and shit like that, like. Keiko ain't got no time <laughs> to 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 grow yeah. and prosper. So we'll we'll I mean, but also at the same time, fuck it, we'll see. <laughs> and the, that's kind of my mentality about everything, though. It's like, yeah, fuck it, we'll. But you know what? If you put the work in, which you are, you've had seven days off since January. If you put the work into both, they're both going to grow. They're both going to get stronger. They're both going to be able, you know. Yeah. And 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 once that's the case as we both know, on both levels, you can start dictating your own terms a bit more. You know, at the moment, the label says, you do this then, and you go, fucking no problem, whatever, you know, whatever you tell us we do. Then there comes a point where you go, actually. Yeah, I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I can start dictating um, my, <laughs> my 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 life, my life work balance. But like, it's like having two full-time jobs, pretty much like the band is like, 
yes. the band's my baby. So like that always comes first. Me comes second. Um, and then, you know, everything else is third, but yeah, it's just trying to, uh, this is all new to me and this is all fresh and yeah. uh, a serious challenge. So yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm running with it and seeing where it goes, but, um, I think I'm doing okay. Well, that level like of I dedication. Said, like I, 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 yeah. Yeah. That level of dedication that you're putting in means that, you know, you, you, you get what you, it's the old age adage, isn't it? You get out of it, what you put into it and what you're putting into it is your heart and soul. Oh, for sure. And then like trying to like, and then also trying to pursue hobbies, like things that like, that yeah. are just, just for me. Uh, Oh, yeah. I've had I've had zero time for it, man. I've gotten way hard. Like right when I got back from tour, I got so hard back into painting Warhammer minis. So right. hard, really. And I've oh my god, dude! It's the sickest. It's so fun. <laughs> I hate the fuck the game. I hate the game, but painting those stupid little rats that are this big is so cathartic and fun and there's like a there's like a zen to it that i can't like fully describe but i get so much out of that and i haven't had you know the two to three hours to really get into it like every day so yeah. it's just like 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 i just i have a modeling desk next to my computer desk and i just keep passing it being like not today <laughs> i can't do it today like and, but it's been like months. I'm just like, I should probably turn that lamp off. <laughs> it's been on for three months. <laughs> the visual clue. That's your visual clue. And that's you kind of like, yeah. I've got to leave that light on because that light, light on means I'm coming back. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's not dead. Yeah. And um, it also makes a great nightlight. It's 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 perfect. Um. So, yeah, yeah. That I guess that is a visual clue. That's, how wise of you, Howard? I'm this. <laughs> it's it's one of those things man because i have adhd there's my fucking place is full of visual clues do you know what i mean like you know get up yeah <laughs> you know it's like it's literally it's like people say oh what, what the, what's that lying there for well you see that's lying there because if i don't yeah. if that doesn't stay there then what it's meant for doesn't get done because <laughs> i'll forget yeah because there's other shit to do it's like a pathway of like yeah visual cues for you to be like oh this is what has to happen damn i might be adhd that makes so much that makes so much sense doesn't it like yeah but i'm also like super scatterbrained but i also have like hard crazy focus long-term i have like hard like long-term memory right yeah so like me too like if someone's like if 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 I put a, a a car key in a drawer and it never leaves the drawer and I don't think about it for 10 years, you can go straight like, back to it. Hey, hey, do you, where's the car key? And I want to look up. It's like it's in that drawer. Like I just know like this stupid small things that have no significance. There's so much of it up here. <laughs> so, so if somebody if somebody introduces themselves and they tell you their name, what percentage is it that you're going to remember their name? how you know yeah yeah <laughs> that's the one but 
I will definitely remember their face. Yeah, absolutely. thousand percent. Oh, absolutely. I remember every single person I've ever met. Can't tell you their name. And and Hank, I would like to say that you're one of them. Yeah. Oh, you know? Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking around. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I just, I remember everyone's faces, but I, I'm terrible with names. Terrible with names. And you know what? Like, it's, even when it, my, but even it is a thing. I was dating, yeah, even when I started dating my girlfriend, I would call her the wrong name. And she was like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? And I'd be like, it slipped my mind. Sorry. Like, yeah. And I got, I got it now. I know it now. Enough repetition of saying it. I've gotten it. The the repetition. And also I, I, I try and, um, I try and like create a mental image of their name to make it easier to remember, like trying to attach Ooh. it to something that I know. Therefore it's like when I see, I, I can recall it. I can't recall a name because a name's nothing. A name is just like, it's just a fucking name. But if I can attach the name to something, which ironically is not usually the person's (laughs) face. (laughs) No, that would make sense. That way I wouldn't need to remember their name because I already know. I've, I've, well, maybe it's just because me, because I'm smitten with this, with this woman, but I've started to notice features that she has in other people. Like, (laughs) Like her, her eyes, her eyes are and eyebrows are fucking gorgeous. But if like I'm watching a movie and I see stuff like similar eyes or similar eyebrows or or nose or stuff, I'm like that looks like her. And then it's like once I start seeing everything um, that reminds me of her, I'm just like, dude, you're just constantly in my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, it it comes off as romantic, but it might be mental illness. <laughs> which I, I might be me- one in the same i think melt i think mental illness is a bit strong but yeah i actually yeah you know love they do say it's you know that, that it is a, a kind of mental illness changes your it, yeah it changes your brain chemistry like i did yeah since i haven't been in love for you know what's it what oh god how long is that too long uh let's say 15 years um it's kind of you don't even remember it. you don't have no idea what it feels like and what and like what your body goes through and then having it again and being like super picky or not picky but uh like noticing changes and being like oh i feel this way now that's strange i haven't felt that way ever like where'd that come from it's like her (laughs) it's like ah okay it's like very like data from Star uh, Star Trek, <laughs> like Spock. It's like you're feeling this way because of this. And you're just like, oh, cool, 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 cool. yeah. It's well, like you say, it's it's old, it's old emotional muscle memory that's that's waking up. Yeah, and it's it's awesome. Like, but like we keep talking about challenges. That's also a huge challenge of like, yeah. well, I feel completely different than I did, you know, two years ago. Uh, simply on that like emotional spectrum it's something that i haven't really i've totally ignored for yeah for a long time um and so it's a challenge for me to feel comfortable with it it's a challenge for me and her to accept that both of us feel uncomfortable about it while we're trying to be comfortable with one another and just like this snowball of you know cause and effect and emotions and 
and uh, wanting to be there for uh, for each other is just that's all new and different. It's very cool. Love it. I love that. It. that no, that is awesome, man. It really is. And um, yeah, I'm pleased for you. I'm pleased for you. It sounds like it, it, you know since the last time we spoke, everything has changed a lot. But it's you're really you know it, it's like it, it's like you're entering a a really important phase of your life where things are like proper grown up adult stuff is actually coming together, like yeah. being self employed and being in a genuine relationship and and the band's mm -hmm. not a plaything; it's a fucking beast that oh, people it's, know yeah, about. It's a, it's a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, yeah, like um what is it? My um my mother came to our listening party and, and beer release. And um she's like, I've never been to one of these things before. And I was like, Yeah, me neither. Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, Well, what are you gonna do? I was like, I don't know. I guess just talk to people. She was like, Okay, well and there was like a couple hundred people there. I mean, it was packed. Wow. Um and so she was like, well, I guess we'll just sit here. I was like, no, I'll just hang out with you. Like, I'll hang out with you. And then my girlfriend came and we all hung out and stuff. And then my mom was like, all right, well, this is weird for me. So I'm going to go home. And you're just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is totally normal. Like, listening to, like, because we had a, uh, a DJ blast in the record. And then he would, you know, go through a couple different albums and, like, you know, consistently, like, DJ uh you know old like sodom and razor and sepultura and iron age and all these fucking killer bands and um so it's just like being at a venue pretty much like in between bands but there was no bands that were playing that's the best way i could describe it yeah um and she was like well this is awkward i'm gonna go i was like this is literally what i do <laughs> this is it if i'm not on the stage this is kind of like this is my safe space. It's just like a shitty bore. <laughs> like everyone's drinking beer and listening to metal. That's what I do for a living. So she was like, well, I mean, it, that's insane to me, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I can see just from the amount of people here that, you know, this is, you're in your element and, and people like your element. If, yeah. so to speak if that yeah. makes any sense and so yeah i mean people dug the beer they dug the new album you know people bought some merch and and uh she was just kind of like okay you're like you're on your own like i mean i haven't needed <laughs> i haven't needed my mother for a while but she's like you're she's like you're good you're good yeah all right cool like you're doing you're you're prospering like you're yeah. growing which i think is important yeah. And that's so that's really cool as well because there must be um there must be some some pride and she'd probably admit a, a little bit of relief mixed in with that pride as well that yeah oh no you hit the nail on the head yeah absolutely um she i gave her a hoodie and uh she wears that hoodie to work and she's just like this is my son's band <laughs> And it's like this obnoxious, like urban snow camo, <laughs> with the with the lo with the slit with the enforced logo on it. And she just is like, I don't give a shit. Like, y'all can say whatever you want, this, but this is my baby's band. Like, and he is a rock star. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, don't take it too far. But <laughs> 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 like, all right, mom. Oh man, yeah. 
very very cool and you know my dad is like the exact same way he uh he's read all the reviews that like and uh interviews and stuff that go online and he's just like this is insane you're just like that's how it was last time you didn't give shit it's 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 brilliant you though. You didn't care. <laughs> it's it's brilliant though that 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 your that your parents get to see this happening, because, you know, I've I've been through that and I've and I've seen like parents go like, like they're like oh my god, they can't believe what's happening to their to their child. Do you know what I mean? And and it, it's yeah yeah it's, yeah it's and without doubt there's you know there's huge pride there and there sh- and there should be. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like you say, you know, masses of relief because ultimately you're their cheer, you're their kid. They care for you, and they, they, you know, none of them want to see dreams get stomped on. Yeah, and well, I mean, the fact that I'm actually even, I think they understand now that like the fact that he had, man, I'm, I might, I might cry. Oh my god, I just, I just felt it. Um, the <laughs> fact that I just felt that 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 tinge. Um, now. The fact that they, I mean, this applies to me and my brother. Um, the fact that we both had dreams and we were able to, or are able to accomplish them and yeah. to, to, to live, to live in our union dream space, like our, we're living our dream life yeah. is something that I think every parent would want for their kid. Um, but to see it from both, like both kids, like, we by all measure should be fuck ups, but we're not because we just have this weird drive to 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 like fight for and work for what we want, Regar- yeah. regardless of what that could be. I mean, if if my if my love in life was meth, you know, I would do all the meth. You'd be on your or second I would meth make album. All- I'd be, I'd, I would make as much meth as possible. I'd be the best meth maker in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. <laughs> it's 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 writing really obscure music, <laughs> or really straight straightforward music with very obscure lyrics. But you know what? That that level of focus. Basically, what they say is, you know, we were talking about ADHD earlier. We say is like basically, if you're a performer, you are you are on some you are quite high up some spectrum or other because like, because to most people, the last place anybody wants to be is the focus of attention on stage. Everybody wants to be on the floor watching the band. And it's a very, very small percentage of people that figure that that whose brains work the other way and they want to do it, but they also have this crazy focus and work ethic that means they they do do it and that is yeah you know that See, like that's the only thing that i like maybe i'm not it's because i'm terrified <laughs> every time i get on right before i get on stage i'm like a oh, huge ball of nerves and i'm like i don't know if i can do it oh this is gonna suck uh i hope i can do it but the minute we start it's over and out the window but i but also uh, i'm hey check out look out I'm about to drop a name. Um, oh, no. I was um, literally a couple of hours ago, I was talking to Jason Newstead. <laughs> he dropped it. Clang. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, but we were saying the same thing about that 
the the level of of focus and everything that is that is needed to be like in a band make it work and that right, right. kind of but also how to process adrenaline because he was saying that it took him many many years to 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 learn how to process it and people make the make the mistake of thinking that adrenaline kicks in when you're performing or it kicks in no. afterwards or it takes lives. No, it kicks in before. And some people experience what could be described as staged fright and things like that. People can experience it's just adrenaline. It, that's all it is. That that's stomach churning and all the rest of it. That's not, oh shit, I can't do it. That's your body going, we need a fucking yeah. shit ton of energy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes, see, that makes more sense. Cause I know when you and I were hanging out at the underground, I was talking about how, Fuck nervous I was for Hellfest. And like they'd be like five minutes they'd be like, oh no. And like go outside and like I wouldn't puke, but I would be like heaving. And like, okay, I'm I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then they're like two minutes, I'm like, oh no. They <laughs> go back again. It's like 30 seconds. I was like, I want to heave, but I I gotta be right here. <laughs> and then it's just like go. You're just like Wah. and then get on there, and then we just killed it. So it's yeah. just like maybe, maybe the adrenaline for me is like killing my stomach. <laughs> yeah, you're literally like, but, but, yeah, you're just like, you're fucking, you've, your senses are all on fire. It's like the worst, right. the worst is, is the opposite. It's like, it's like, you know, lounging around and like being completely relaxed because that makes everybody else fucking nervous because they're like, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't help. Like it doesn't help. It just doesn't help anybody's uh, like mindset, especially in the band. You know, if everyone's, um, you know, side stage, like in help us, like side stage, ready to go, and you're freaking out, that yeah. doesn't help anything. It doesn't help anything. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of like keeping your. There's something to keeping your pain private. I think, like, just don't show it and bottle it up. And especially for like our cases, like if we're about to play a metal show or whatever, like, yes, do by all means bottle it up so you can explode on stage and get it all out and yeah. be good with it and like and, and feel better and be happy, I guess, in yeah. a sense. But yeah, there might be something to that. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. There's, there's got to be some science to it. Well, there has to be, there has to be. And, but I, I genuinely think there's a, a lot of stage fright is mistaken. Is like, it's, it's just, it's just adrenaline. It's just a huge adrenaline surge. Mm -hmm. I learned, I'm, you know, doing comedy, it's effect, it's changed over the years, but um, mm -hmm. it used to affect me where I'd get to the venue. And as soon as I'd finally, as soon as I get to the venue, I'd get a shot of adrenaline. Like, all oh, right, it's actually fucking happening. And yeah. then I'd go that, to the top. That's, and then, that's and, like the that's like the that's like the first fun shot. Yeah, like, ooh, yeah. Like, we're here. This place smells like piss. Like yes, like, that but that would that would trigger me <laughs> to go and find the toilet in the place and have a massive shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I understand. Yeah, where that... you're where you're coming from. I not for me, but no, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah I probably take I take probably like a mad amount of like adrenaline dumps like it, it just happens you just can't yeah. help it um but go oh, on sorry I I I interrupted 
So you're going to comedy clubs and you, you're shitting all over comedy clubs. And- it's, no, no, it's this, but it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But also, like, there's the whole, there's that whole cage tiger thing about before you go on, and and yeah. it's it, it, you, and it is you totally get it. Two words, cage tiger. That's the fucking problem. I'm being hemmed in, and I need to go. You know, that's mm-hmm. another. That's yeah, yeah. That's another thing that fucks with you. Yeah. Like, Adrenaline. Unleash the beast. Yes. Totally. Well, well, there. Well, yeah. That's a that's a different kind of beast altogether. <laughs> oh, okay. My okay. Um, <laughs> zip the beast. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. All right, I take that back. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. That's the one bit that somebody at the record label is going to play of this podcast. To go, Jesus. Yep. I, I yep. don't know what the fuck was wrong with him that day. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. He was doing fine, and they start talking about. They start making dick jokes. Keep him, keep him away from that guy that that yeah. caused the problem in the last press run we did with them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you didn't make any. You didn't cause no waves. You weren't making problems. Ah, uh, no. It's just that we. It's just that we chatted away so long that you you missed two other interviews. Oh and fu- yeah, yeah. Oh. And you know what? One of those interviews is 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 my friend Paul, who you're going to speak to tomorrow. <laughs> You want to just keep this interview going till tomorrow? We can just... <laughs> Lights on. We can just yeah. We can just do it. We can just do them. Do them. Do them again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think his email might be in the spreadsheet. I'll go ahead and email him. It's like, hey, I'm talking to Howard like 20 minutes before I'm talking to you. Like, <laughs> but oh, we'll keep it brief. He's, uh, he's already, he's already messaged me because I put this up in, in Patreon. I put the. Um, that we were catching up again. Oh, okay. And his only quest and his only question was, "Are you speaking to him on Tuesday?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and he was like, "I said no." And he's like, "Well, right. Well, my yeah, interview Paul. might go ahead then." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be funny. fun. Yeah, mm. but um. No, it's it is it is weird the 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 whole live thing. But you were talking about Hellfest there. Seeing some of the footage, man, that was furious, furious. I wish I wish we could get the the live stage like footage. It's not out. Like the only thing that's out are, I can find is like people just you know in the crowd recording it. Right. So there's but there's there was like dudes footage. around us like. There is official footage. I know that they were like, "Well, if you want to have the official footage, it's going to be like three hundred bucks." I'm just like, "No, like." And our thought was like, "Well, it'll come out eventually." Yeah. Uh, the answer is no. It's the answer is no. It ain't because you didn't pay the three hundred bucks. Oh, but you man. think that they would like put it on their channel? You think they would put it on their channel or something? You know, years after the fact. Well, that's the way it works. No, uh, that's, that's the way it works with Bloodstock. I mean, uh, our show from twenty. Yeah, I've watched. I've watched tons of Bloodstock. Yeah, and it's all up there. Yeah, great. That's how it should be. Oh like, yeah, I don't know absolutely. why. Yeah, you're gonna keep it behind like a three hundred dollar paywall because because I like you were already there. You brought all your stuff. Why I didn't ask you to film me but there you are with like a huge camcorder and like 17 cables dragging behind you like in my in my fucking face so 
that's kind of on you. Why do I have to pay you to do that? Like you, I didn't ask you to do it. Just give me the fucking footage or at least just release it. Just put it on YouTube. Like I don't personally want it. I just want to see it. Yeah. So I could, it's just another thumb in the eye of like, <laughs> like another thing I can show my parents and be like, look at, check this shit out. But we were smart enough to uh, do a GoPro cam, like yeah. drum cam. Yeah. <laughs> for Hellfest, so the only way I can watch it now is to go on our YouTube channel and watch our GoPro camera of our of Alex playing, and you can kind of see in the corner the crowd and me, you know, freaking out and stuff, but like, it is nice to see and kind of look back and reminisce about like, some something so insane that I thought I would never do like, and by all means, should probably never have done uh, but <laughs> it's so it's so incredible yeah well i honestly i know it sounds i know it sounds like hassle but it's really worth sticking two or three phones or gopros up on stage like three yeah you can cover the whole that's you cover the whole show that's how that's how we filmed the hang by my hand music video right um, we we had camcorder footage from europe and from at the gates and from the 200 Stab Wounds tour, but it wasn't much. Like, to, it, there wasn't enough, like, amount of, like, good shots to compile into, like, how long is that song? Like, three and a half minutes. So we were like, uh, our bassist, Ethan, he, he makes all those, like, live music videos. So he was like, I don't know how it's possible to say this, but there's not enough um after like almost a whole year of <laughs> of footage there's not yeah. enough like it needs to be crazier so we're like well we are playing playing this uh other local band uh blazing tomb he was like i wouldn't call them bolt thrower worship but they're definitely bolt thrower influenced hard and they fucking rule and they had their lp release and we were playing it and um we're like well we could turn that into like a music video shoot because we need more footage. So we basically did the show and then passed out camcorders to a couple friends and was like, go wherever you want, get in the pit, doesn't matter. Like, just get in the shit and get and make this look insane. Yeah. And they said, okay. So <laughs> there's there was one shot, I don't think it made it into the uh, video where the, the camcorder literally just gets punched. Like, <laughs> but it should have made it in there. But like this yeah. dude was like holding it, and he got he got punched in the, he got punched in the face, which hit the camcorder back in his eye. Yeah, <laughs> ow! Oh god, yeah. I think that was the last we saw of him. Uh, lost Mount the down. that day, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, and then from that video uh, or from all that footage, we were able to like cobble up the rest uh, for the rest of the. Um, music video but like having that live energy and having that those recordings or like videos of it i think it's really important to like document like Absolutely. show where you're at yeah and it kind of gives yeah. it's kind of like a bookmark because like we did the same thing with malignance and the malignance video is is sick but it, you can tell from the scope and scale between malignance and hang by my hand like the shows have gotten a lot bigger, like a lot bigger. 
Yeah. And so you can kind of track the live progress through the music videos. So I think that's really, that's kind of cool that you can go back and be like, oh yeah, I remember playing that small venue. And like it gives you these like uh, visual cues of where you were at at that time in your life. Back to the back to those visual clues again and those visual cues. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's important to have those as well. Because the thing is, when you are in a different town every day and and everything is you don't just, remember. No, and everything's everything's blurring into one. It's important yeah. that yeah, that you, you do get time to go like right, okay, yeah, no, I, I did actually do that. Yeah, the 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 Boise, Idaho filing cabinet is very small. It's a very small file. <laughs> but but like if i were to see footage of it i'd be like oh that's boise yeah i remember that oh that was a great show like it just it 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 unlocks the drawers for you oh Um, but when you have members of the band come up to you and you've got members of your own band coming up to you going dude did we play that that show there then were we on that bill because some guy's saying he saw us but I don't think we played there. And you're like, yeah, yeah, remember, it's where this and that. Oh, shit, yeah. Because this guy's saying we did, and I'm fucking sure we didn't. And you're like, you've got to go and yeah. apologise. You're going to have to apologise to that dude. Yes, we did play there. Did yeah. we? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Um, it's funny. I, I've been starting to read a lot of the album reviews, and, and you know, that everyone kind of, like, does it in chronological chronology of like well this is what they've done and here's what they're doing now someone said that we toured with morbid angel and i screen capped it and sent it to the band i was like you guys remember that awesome morbid angel tour that we did and they're like oh yeah dude great times we've never toured with fucking morbid angel i don't know i don't know where that came from (laughs) i was just like what did you what flyer did you see it said morbid angel enforced like 30 times like it's never happened (laughs) yeah yeah it's you you made that up like that's so weird yeah i mean i want to tour with morbid angel don't get me wrong obviously i want to tour with morbid angel but we just haven't done it so just like where did that come from you're absolutely right it's the flip side of that band member thing is like is when people are like oh and the time you played so like no no we we didn't yeah you did did you played with you and you were with and you were with them i was like no no no, we weren't. People, people yeah. get um, people, people get the last power trip show confused because everyone thinks that we played that. We didn't play it, but we were there uh, because Will was in another band, Red Death, that played. So we were there, you know, chatting about with everybody. Uh, so I think everyone in the Zeitgeist assumed that we had played, but no one remembers the set. Right. It's just like yeah, yeah it's because we never we're ne- we never played we never go on stage, <laughs> but we we're there. I I didn't realize that you were um, well. I I don't know if you were close to those guys, but I didn't I didn't realize that you you know you moved in the same circles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Red Death and Power Trip went on tour all throughout the U.S. and Canada. I think in two thousand eighteen, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, with uh, this uh. Power Pop Band, Sheer Mag, Red Death, Power Trip, and who else was it? I think it was this band Fury, this hardcore band Fury. Um, they all went on like a big like month and a half long tour. So, I mean, if anyone's a 
friend of the band it's will but uh i've only met all those guys just in passing and just we're 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 casual acquaintances they came to our uh show in dallas that we played during the 200 uh stab wounds tour and we, we we kicked it it was cool but yeah like other than that like i don't have like an actual like friendship you know yeah 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 i know i know i I know what you mean i know what you mean um you just kind of move in the same circles etc um yeah well for sure i mean they they power trip has started as a hardcore band like yeah went to every single time they fucking came to richmond it's like i would equate it to like every time we played toronto in canada like first time we played maybe 50 people second time we played 150 people third time we played 500 people like every time they came through richmond it just got more and more absurd and huge to the point where like they're on their nightmare logic tour it's like well they can't even play that venue that they always play anymore it's too small (laughs) we gotta go to the we gotta go to the big one now you're just like man they're really making it uh which is like super inspiring especially like yeah like i'll i because it comes up in conversation all the time um especially in like interviews and stuff they're like oh like so you're like heavily influenced by power trip and you're just like no like i'm heavily i'm heavily inspired by power trip like Mm. those are just fucking texas hardcore dudes that found something that they liked and that worked and catapulted them to like the highest highs at the time of like any hardcore band or like crossover band could like no one planned for that. That wasn't no. planned. <laughs> no, it, it, it's yeah, just, it, it's just natural. Like, yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, seeing them from like play in front of 50 people to see them play in front of 750, like in like a three or four year time span is phenomenal. So it's like, I want to do that too. Like, yeah. I, like that's inspiring. I want to, and I, I think, I hope that a lot of bands started just from seeing like what power trip was able to do and like even for turnstile is a pr- another perfect example yeah like just they're just a bunch of dudes from baltimore like for real they're just a bunch of inner city baltimore dudes never any intention of being as uh, huge and like uh, grammy nominated yeah that wasn't in the cards <laughs> the, do you know what turnstile the deftones of hardcore that's that's in what sense in the sense that they in the sense that they carry that melody and that they can travel outside of of oh yeah okay you know what i mean they could they could bring i was like i don't think i don't think brandon's a chino but all right (laughs) (laughs) no but they can bring they can bring those those like almost those pop those melodic elements and they can bring them all yeah 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 into the genre um i love that I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. And look, it, it comes back to the old, if you can see it, you can be it, you know, and, and, and believe it or not, you get you, I might be about to make you feel That's... uncomfortable, but there are people Uh-oh. who are going to see enforced, who've seen enforced, who've gone that this, this is what I need to do. And I, I need, you know, and I it gives them like... a kick up the ass or it makes them go to their friends. Guys, we can do this. I would like, I would like to think so, but at the same time, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to bet money on it. Um, Mm. 
but maybe that's a possibility. I'm not, you know, I'm not in everyone's heads and I don't know what everyone's thinking, but at the same time, like I have been like, we have played shows where there's like 13 year olds, 15 year olds, you know, 17 year olds. And they're just like gobsmacked. And you're just like, those kids will be like, that was my, you know, I I still remember my first ever thrash show, Enforced, been addicted yeah. ever since. And, um, and, yeah, and, and they're gonna start, they're gonna start their own own band, and they're gonna smoke me off the stage, and that's just <laughs> the way it goes. That's the way it goes. <laughs> you're right. But they're inspired right. by you, and they they think you're God, but they're doing way better than you. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but um, it is interesting to kind of like see like younger generations and younger kids kind of perceive you in that way that's something that's new to me and like no one's ever looked up to me i'm the <laughs> like as like a source of inspiration you're just like what like <laughs> yeah no 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 that's gross that's gross ooh, ooh. yeah but like totally get it if i like at the um at that beer release listening party there was like a seven-year-old uh with there with her parents and they had obviously bought a shirt but cut it and re-sewed it so it would fit like a little seven-year-old yeah and she came with like you know crazy corpse paint and everything and had like (laughs) all these like body paint streaks of like camo and stuff wow she was the coolest person in the room but she could not look us in the eye which was like, why? Like you're the coolest person here. <laughs> like, yeah, you have you you surpassed me. Like, and so I was like, wow, that's so cool that there's like a seven year old mega fan. Yeah, wild. Some another. That's a that's another bucket list done. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. But like that meant that meant like the listening, like hearing the new album. She bought the new album, like. I signed, we all signed it for her and she was just like, she thought she was looking at Lemmy and it was just like, I'm not, I'm not Lemmy. Like, it's not like that. <laughs> uh, but I, I hope that that spark of like inspiration is like, got the gears turning for her yeah. and she can, you know, find some way to do something creative. I mean, it doesn't have to be metal. It, 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 just anything, just be a creative person. Well, um, I, you know, it, it, I think it, it, I heard somebody recently, it was a boxer, a former boxer, and he said that the greatest gift that any parent can give their child is letting them chase their dreams. Um, mm. And he said, don't, I, and he said, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying achieve the dream either but to chase the dream that yeah is the goal because even if you don't make it you you tried yeah it's like a dog chasing a car the dog once the dog gets if the dog ever got the car what would the dog do it doesn't it doesn't matter like the 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 chase yeah is the chase is the is the is the dream like, yeah if you if you got the dream it, it would go away you would wake up metaphorically speaking what, well what's that other what's that old famous phrase you know 
paradise um, is actually the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that completely. Um, Because, like, I mean, even with us, like, it seems like I've arrived. But, like, no, I still, I got to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, now that all these goals have, now that all these goals have been achieved, like, you have to have new goals. You can't just stop. If you stop, you stagnate and die. So it's like, well, now I need to do something else. I need to do something more. Like, I mean, shit, we haven't toured South America. We haven't toured Latin America. We haven't toured Australia. We haven't toured Japan. Like, we need to do a proper U.S. We need to do a proper U.K. Like, we've toured the U.S. 7 billion times, it seems. Like, it's time to to go other places. Like, yeah. And I think there's, there's enough appeal and there's enough there's enough fans to like make that uh that dream a reality and then hypothetically if that challenge is met then i have to make new goals because yeah. i've already done them that's the rules <laughs> mars <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 first this is I'll beat Metall. I'll beat Metallica to the moon. We've me. got. We've we've finally gone a bit <laughs> a bit Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, when yeah, they find, I'll beat, I'll, I'll beat Metallica to the moon, and that's a promise. But, uh, but other than that, that's the um, that's the headline that Blabbermouth are clipping out of the interview. I was using. about to say. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say it's the perfect headline for for anyone listening. Just be like, I'll beat Metallica to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, dude. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, that's brilliant. I ran out of goals. I ran out of goals, so I planted a force fly on the moon. Yeah, we, why not? We we <laughs> run out we ran out of countries to conquer, so we've moved on to planets and mm-hmm. moons. Stars and yeah. other satellites will follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get on that Amazon rocket that's shaped like a dick and just fly <laughs> off to the moon. To play a set. Yeah. Enforced playing on playing on Mars, June 2025. Sponsored by Elon Musk. Yeah. (laughs) But you won't hear any vocals because they'll have the helmet. Yeah. And they'll just do steaming up. Steamed up to the pop. It's not even there'll be people on the internet going, it's not even him. It's not even him. If you get between the two. But I'll be like I'll be trying to I'll be trying to move around and I'll jump and I'm like, I won't really land and i'll just kind of be like dude honestly that's a great music video idea let's do that (laughs) (laughs) let's do a a video on mars that'll be cheap on the moon let's go yeah (laughs) or just fake it i don't know how you could fake it but just how could you possibly fake a moon landing (laughs) i have no idea none none whatsoever it's never never been done Nope. You could be the first to fake it. Absolutely, unless uh, unless we fall <laughs> off the ed- unless we fall off the edge of the flat planet first. <laughs> no, that can't happen. <laughs> we can't go to the ice cliff. That's it. No, God forbid. Yeah. Oh man, look, this has been a blast. It really has, as always. We should do this more often. Um, totally. Uh, Knox, thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate it, dude. Um, oh, the pleasure's all mine, buddy. I love talking to you. Oh, mate, it's honestly, it's mutual. It really is. We, I, I, it's always, uh, it's always an event. 
when we get a chance to catch up. Yeah. Um, we've created a rapport. We, we have indeed. I think we've established that rapport nicely. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, look after yourself um, and like, give your lady my best i'm so pleased for you both i really am that's 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 wonderful you've got to have something so you know you've got to have something uh, something for you that nourishes you inside to come home to yeah absolutely and like you know we i know we talked before i know this always happens when we wrap up and then it just kind of <laughs> keeps going uh, yeah. <laughs> but like it's nice because, and this is kind of a bummer. I hate to leave it on a bad note, but like we've talked about my dog Duke. Yeah. Uh, very old dog. Uh, oh, no. He's a tri- tri- uh, tripod. Uh, he's shit. He's like 16 now, and he's alive. He's not dead. He's doing fine. He eats, but like he, he is declining quickly so it's just kind of like well he's my boy like he's my dude he's my backbone but like having a partner to also be your backbone is just like okay that feels that feels better like i'm glad that i can like not necessarily share in the misery but like okay like I, i can i can make it through this because of you so yes i'm good yeah yeah no no i know i i absolutely get that as well you know pets are family members we all know that and um mm. you know it, it's it, it's it is you you're you know you're losing if well if and when you you know you lose him it will be mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be horrific but now you've got that but i but i can deal yeah yeah no totally and yeah, I, I I agree and feel the same way. So it's just kind of like, okay, like this is another thing that's it's going to happen. Like I have to accept it, and especially with going on the the going back to the band that we barely talked about. <laughs> um, Are you in the, a band? Uh, the, I, who? <laughs> Me? Um, but yeah, going back to the the album of like the the idea of like life and death and suffering and loss and hope and like it's all it you can be comfortable with it like and i'm 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 very after you know the pandemic and you know uh you know i seeing my dog decline and stuff i'm like i'm more just by exposure i'm more comfortable with death and like i have a, a a pretty decent relationship with it so it's it's not the worst thing in the world you know <laughs> it's not being now if my dog was being you know hung drawn and quartered that's different that's torturing yeah. an animal that's different yeah but if he's just living a happy life and he just doesn't wake up one day that's that's good he's just seeing out his days yeah yeah that's fine that's fine i can i can accept that yeah I get it, man. I get it. Well, look, dude. Um, I, I, that was that was an up, that was an uplifting ending, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crying here. Oh, that is the most. That is the most. That is the most. That's the most Knox Colby thing I could ever do. Is just leave it on the worst note ever. <laughs> no, not at all, mate. Not yeah, at all, yeah. Mate. It's so fucking. It's so funny. It's already funny to me. <laughs> <laughs>
Brilliant. Oh, so bad. Uh, well, look, um, dude, always a pleasure, never a chore, and um, uh, I look forward to seeing you in the in the sunny UK sometime soon. We'll be there. Don't worry about it, man. All right. Take care, dude. Cheers. And with that, the brothers from another mother went their own ways. Um, really just love chatting with Knox. We just get along, man. It's, it's, and I know I always say it and I singers are the best interviews. Well, not always, not always, but, um, you know, Knox and I just seem to have, yeah, we just, just click, just absolutely click. And, um, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Now, the point of this interview really just even having him on the show means oh right i know the new album's out okay war remains cracker give it a listen um and as we were joking about towards the end there it's like we we both felt like we hadn't actually spoken much about the band or the um you know or, or the album or anything but we kind of just wormhole off on the fact that we haven't you know we haven't had a catch up we haven't had a chance to sort of speak so you're kind of hearing that now if that is a frustration for you, please, this is not the podcast where you're going to get the what you know, what's that song about? What's this song about? Why did you use that producer? Why did you use that studio? I mean, I, I look, I know I'm being probably being a bit patronizing right now if you're a regular listener, but if not, this is not that kind of podcast. I want you to hear an interview with somebody who is, you know, doing loads of interviews at the moment, but the interview you hear here will be different to the one you hear elsewhere. That's what always what I've tried to do, rather than just get stuck in those questions when somebody's got a new album. I don't know why I felt the need to say all this, because I'm sure the large proportion of you listening already knew that. But hey, if you didn't, that's what this place is all about. Trying to trying to just have a chat and a long form conversation rather than a prescriptive, you know, question by question interview. Not slagging those off. There's plenty of them out there, though. So that's why I want to do something different here. Hey, you know that. And you know what? The way you can even hear even more of that, if you like it, because there's a video of this interview, but you can't watch it unless you're a Patreon. Uh, so, well, you can't be a Patreon, but you can be a patron. If you sign up at patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith, you can sign up there for as little as $6 a month and you get shed loads of content. You get tons of behind the scenes acid rain stuff. You get tons of behind the scene podcast stuff. You get videos that never appear here. You will get honest, total amazing exclusives. I say amazing. Honest, this is what my patrons tell me. They tell me that compared to all of the other people I'm signed up to, I get way more from you than anyone else. And that's because I like doing it and I like sharing the stuff that I can't necessarily make public. So if you'd like to sign up, please do. There's a link in the podcast. Can't believe it's taken me till now to mention it, but there you go. Worst place possible to mention it on the podcast because most people have stopped listening by now, but I'm not going to say, oh, you, you know, you're you're my favourite people for listening, because I know a certain podcast who does that, and it always winds me up. Don't know why, because I'm a bit weird, I guess. But thank you for listening all the way to the end. I've just done it anyway, haven't I? But I, I guess there's a reason people do that, and that's because not many people listen to this bit. And not many people listen to this bit because it's like this. So why would you listen to this? All I've done is basically said, that was the interview. Sign up at Patreon and give me some fucking money. <laughs> well, yeah, actually... That seems like a really good, really good place to leave it because that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, sign up at Patreon. Give me some of your fucking money. Help the show continue and get 
better. All right. Lots of stuff lined up for you, including an inside feature on the music business with several people from behind the scenes um, talking about basically where the business is at now and where they've seen it go through from their, you know, their time in the industry. It promises to be a really cool little feature. Well, I say little, it's going to be a number of podcasts. Anyway, gone off totally on a tangent. That's for you, Tangent fans. Make sure you tune in next week, you bunch of lovely bastards.